Welcome to the Bolder the Most podcast. I'm your host, Trey Jacobs, and today I am joined by none other than Kimberly McCall. Kim, what's good? How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Better now that I get to sit here on your podcast. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, we're, we're filming this a day after, no, two days after Thanksgiving. So how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. We, it's our very, very first time as our own individual little family, the family of seven. And yeah, as we, we were winging it and we did, yeah. we did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Uh, family of seven, but I thought you had like 13 kids. I could be wrong, but. Just five. <laughs> Just five. Just five. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys are in Orlando, right? Yes. Yeah. How's how's the weather down there? It's actually been cold. I won't lie to really? you. Um, I acclimated fast. So if I say it's cold and it's actually 75, don't laugh at me. Um, oh, it's my cold. gosh. 75. You're coming from Washington State, Pacific Northwest. Cold is not 75. Cold <laughs> no. is not 75. No, I know. I told my mom uh, yesterday when she called it, it was like, I don't know if I remember what cold is anymore because 75 is cold for me. It's 61 degrees here in Dallas and I'm wearing shorts and a hoodie and this is just right. So <laughs> I, I remember a time like that. I remember enjoying the 60s and now, yeah, no, no, not anymore. Cold is different it's, here. So they told me that before and they were right. It's, it's the blonde hair. That's what it does to you. It just really warms your blood. So <laughs> if I want to be able to withstand cold, I need to go back. Yeah. Go back yeah. So Kim, as a mother of five, a yeah. uh, coach at the MFM, a native, an asset manager, I, I, the list goes on, right? But how would you describe yourself? Uh, I've been struggling with that for so long. Uh, I just, I just think I'm a lady out here trying to try to make things work, right? Like I'm a mom that's trying to show her kids i do have three girls right so i, I want to show them like it's they can do whatever they they really are passionate about i get called that you're very passionate um i would agree yeah thank you i i'm trying to learn to take that as a compliment uh, but really no. i i'm just out here i i want to make a difference and inspire people not just my daughters right but um the community where i'm from um people that I've went to school with. I try to be super active on social media. And when I go back and visit and I've been told numerous times, like, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Like we enjoy watching your, your journey, even though they don't like our comment. Um, I wouldn't know. So <laughs> it is funny. Like don't, I, I know people are out there watching, even if they don't say anything. So um, it really, it's just, I guess I would describe myself as someone that wants to encourage or inspire. Yeah, the mm -hmm. encourager. I heard that was your official job title at one point in time. I tried to make it official, and I was rejected. So, well, right. whoever did the rejecting, man, they they messed up. So, yeah, <laughs> want a professional encourager on their team. I mean, it sounds like the perfect job, to be honest, right? Like I could use a lot of encouraging often. Yeah, so, we all do. We all do. Oh, seriously, seriously. Um, 
we have peak partnership coming up, right? Yes. Uh, a lot of the people who are going to be there already know you. So let's say, let's say you went to ultimate, ultimate partnership or what is that other event called? Okay. Ultimate. ultimate and you, you walk up to a group of people who you don't know mm -hmm. and you say, hi, my name is Kim. I'm a blank fill it in. Ooh. So if I walked up to somebody or a group that I didn't know in, in the multifamily space already, um, I'd probably say I'm an investor, right? Like I'm here to, that's a tough one. I will admit like people don't believe it. People do not believe it, but I, I typically don't walk up to groups of people. I don't know. No way. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. There's no way. Oh, I don't, I don't like to say like I'm shy or like really just that, but kind of, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't like, I have to talk to people I already know, and then they will introduce me to people and then I'll become your best friend. But if I, I, right. I would walk up into a group of people that I didn't know. What would um, it take to get you to walk I, into a group like that? Well, there you go. I, no, <laughs> you know, what are they called? That's, that's um, real. No, I, I don't know. I, it's still something that I, I like to share again, like when we're encouraging people, um, in the space that I'm in, right. In my, in my work, um, I say, it's okay. You can do it. Like I can do it. Like we can do this. So, um, just like, it's a mindset. It's a pre really like it's a pre mindset. Usually when I have walked up into to groups and I just start to listen, um, I just listen and hear and then wait for a moment that I've, Oh, I can talk about that too and, and chime in on something like, and then, you know, waiting to chime in and then eventually letting them know, like, I'm Kim, I'm here in the multifamily space. I have done some deals and, you know, and then you just get to chatting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I let them know, like, um, but I, I have to prep myself. Like I legit have to prep myself. Like I, I just wouldn't yeah. not elevator. I would smile, at, you know, I'm like, hello but never like just what is that what does that prep work look like oh just mental for me anyways and actually i haven't incorporated visual but that one time i wrote a list like these are the things that i want to do and then i haven't done it like i was listening to a podcast with what's that swimmer's name the olympian swimmer and he talked oh. about like visual as well you know the the best swimmer out there Phelps. Phelps. Like, yeah. Phelps. Yeah. Like he talked about like visual and I was like, I wonder if I should try that. And, and now I haven't even tried it, but, um, yeah, I just let, tell myself like, I'm here for a purpose. Like I'm here to, you know, like I'll go into an event, like what do I want or need from here? So a lot of my time, like when I go to these events, my role in my job right now is to introduce sponsors. Like when we're in the multifamily space, we partner with people that have like experience when we, when we don't have much. So we partner with people that do. And so a lot of the times when I'm going to these events, I'm specifically looking for, you know, who would, who's out there doing deals that wouldn't mind um, a little hand holding, you know, for new people. So that's been my main objective when I go to these events so far is just trying to find sponsors. And so when I do listen to people talk, that's what I'm listening for. And then, mm -hmm. And then I go in with my, like, oh, I'd love to talk to you about that. Like, so. 
Well, let me let me help you out, okay, Kim? So next time you're at a networking event and you walk into this group of people that you've never met before, I want you to walk up to the biggest, baddest one in that little circle talking and be like, look, I'm Kim and I'm a badass. And <laughs> that's it. That's all you, that's all you need. That's all you need. I'll try it. I'll try yeah. it. One time. Um, doesn't work. One I'm time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just I'll just be behind you, like cheering you on, like, go Kim. Yes, you got this. Oh, it's it's gonna be so great. Um yeah. looking forward to people for real. It's like home. Yeah, I got my ticket. I did. Yeah. Even the I need to get my flight in my hotel room, but you know what? I got my ticket. Uh I had to. Tyler sent me that book, um, Limitless by Jim Quick, one of the speakers. So I felt I felt obligated. <laughs> uh, I've heard him speak before, so I'm excited to to hear him speak live. Yeah, Jim. is he a good speaker? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've actually cool. been wanting that book, so I'm glad. I'm glad you got it. Oh, you know, at the Tony Robbins event, they had Jamie Kernley, and holy cow, what a powerful speaker she is! Oh my gosh, if you've never seen her speak, man. Oh, virtually, and she's going to be there live this year too. So I'm super excited. Yes. Yeah. So I got, what, I did get her book. I did. I I I back ordered it. Right? No, the worthy one. That one's not out yet. So I'm going to get one for April and for one for my mom when it does come out. I'm excited for that. I might get one for me too. Who knows? Yes. So Kim, everybody who knows you basically loves you, right? What are you doing different than most people to build up those relationships? First of all, that is the most sweetest, best question I've ever been asked in my whole life. Cause I, <laughs> I don't know. I would have never have thought that, but, um, I don't know, Trey saying it, so it must be true. Um, but <laughs> I, <laughs> really, though, every time I've, so we've been trying to schedule this for a few times, right? And I've been telling people like, hey, I got you after I do Kim. And every response is, oh my gosh, I love Kim. Every single one of them. Oh, oh, oh man. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to cry. I'll try not. I'm a crier. <laughs> you're not going to break me. I don't want to be a pole here. You can do uh, it. You can do it. I know. I know. Honestly, I swear to God, I that question like it got me in the feelers. Um, I and I've thought about it like over and over. Like I want to kill this question, right? Like I do, because um, it's seriously the most like heartfelt thing I felt. And I think what I'm doing, my not my whole life, but there has been a time that, so I hope this is okay, but it's true. It's very, very true. There was a, a time that I came like, okay, and and I wanted to be a person of faith, right? Because I really wasn't raised very strong in any kind of religious background. My mom definitely shared. She's like, there's a God and you pray to him. And that, that's the extent. And so there came a time in my life, like, I really want to know who this God person is. And it, and it took a while and I've, I've endured different kind of dynamics in that, in, in the world of like Christians and believers and stuff. And, and it's true. Like there's people that can hurt you even, even through, um, even through their faith, I'll, I'll call it. 
but at the end of the day, I always just wanted like, I don't want to hurt people. I want to really, really show, um, I think it's like, and I'm not, I'm not eloquently spoken. I'm not, there's so many times I'm like, man, I wish I could speak like Dallas Pruitt and everything that I say comes out like a quote, but this is just me just being very, very vulnerable right now. And, um, def I, I have to say that what I really want to do different is, is show God's love. If that's possible, like, you know, if I can do just a little bit, um, that has been like, no matter what, like experiencing her experiencing, um, different things in my faith and this, and this, the short walk of faith that I have had, I want to, I want to do that. I want, cause I believe that that's what he, you know, it, it, the Bible tells us to, to love one another, um, like commands it. Right. So it's like, okay, like, and I think that it's, the world just needs it, right? It's, it's something that, um, that we can do. So I, I believe in reaping and sowing. I believe that if I do good, you know, good will come back to me. And, and honestly, every time I've felt any kind of hurt, I'm taking it to where I'm not, I don't want to be a hurt person hurts people. I want to be a hurt person that wants to comfort or definitely love. And so, um, gosh, that has really just made my heart just, just, it's just been radiating because I, it's something that has been a goal and I don't talk about it. I, it really is that I want to be about it. Um, so loving on people is genuinely what I want to do in life. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that's we need we we need more kims that's that's for sure i mean i'm thankful to just to know you and have the relationship that that we have so yeah you're the best kim and i mean thank that i thank you um so kim with so much going on in your life how do you manage your time so effectively i mean five kids full-time job multiple deals that you're asset managing on currently um probably a lot more the gym at like three o'clock in the morning uh you know your church on on sundays right like there's a lot of stuff going on how are you getting through that oh gosh so this is something i might have something in the works for because it's a question that everybody always asks they always ask him how do you do it how do you do it and i i just say like i don't know it just has to get done like you there's no other choice there is no plan b you just have to do it um, but with that said, and that's how I, I rolled for a long time, but now I'm even trying to be more strategic, learning different things, learning different platforms, think like, um, we use it at work. It's called ClickUp. So I started, you know, using that into personal life, like just simple task management, Google calendar, um, trying to make sure all of that's for work. Um, and then using a personal one that I have for, I will schedule in family time. Like, don't forget this and this. So, um, I've been, Wait, you're, you're using ClickUp for your personal life as well. I do like wow. everything from, so I started, I did everything that I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. Like, uh, so with the multiple um, properties, I need to do this, this, and this for, you know, these tasks for this property. So it could be running, um, 
you know, every, we have GP meetings every Tuesday. So the Monday before I have to go read reports. So it'll say something like, you know, so I'll have the, my company, multifamily value partners that are, um, portfolio for that one. And I'll say, read, run these reports, do the, like we call it the agenda, do that. And to our, from there, that's like my business. But then I also put in financial, like, can I get, make sure all my bills are pinging me? Like, okay, the, I know this is coming this time and I see it all, all listed out um, mm -hmm. from every aspect, from, from spiritual. I want, you know, did you pray today? Did you do your, I have affirmations in there. And so it's just a click, check. It's a check. So click. Well, ding. Um, yeah. What do you, what do your affirmations look like? I'm super curious. Well, um, believe it or not, I would, I think this might tie into a question later too, but sometimes we talk about, um, what is that imposter syndrome, right? Like mm -hmm. we, we, you and I have chatted about it before and how for a long time I would just say, oh, I'm just a mom. I'm just a mom. I can't do this business. I'm just a mom. Like who would ever trust me with hundreds of thousands of dollars? I'm just a mom. And I'd always say, I'm just a mom. So it really turned into, um, confidence, like affirmations to do confident or, um, to be confident, to have more confidence. So doing those in the morning, um, when I brush my teeth, right? Like when I'm putting on my makeup, I have a little sheet of them and it's just, do you just read them in your head? Do you say them out loud? Do you look in Honestly, yourself had, in the mirror? We had a conversation about that, though, um, about reading them out loud and posture and, and tone. But no, usually it's just while I'm getting ready. So I have Give me an example of one of your affirmations on the list. <sighs> Come on. All right. Yeah. I, okay. Um, so it'd be like something like I am worthy of this role right like i i come from a place where i don't have a educational background i don't have a degree but i am here in a position that um you know i affect a lot of lives mm -hmm. and that would always that would bother me like who am i who am i to to be able to be here and, and it's like no like and so like worthy was also a word that would trigger me like no i'm not no, I'm not like, there's no way. So things like that, just like, even I just kind of balance everything that I would like. Um, so there's that, there'd be, um, I do have one that people used to, um, they don't like to hear me say, I always say, Oh, it's cool. Go talk to the smart kids. Oh, you have that question. Like go, go over here and talk to those people. And, um, so one of the affirmations, well, it was like, I don't have to be the smartest person in the room because I think in this mindset journey, that's what we learn and that's what we embrace. But now it's like, I am smart. I like don't to not, um, not, I don't want to cancel anything. Like, no, there's, I am. And it doesn't right. have to be like, I don't have to be the rocket science or I don't have to be the doctor or whatever, but I, I do have smarts and that's okay. Um, because I think it would, it definitely affected again, where like, should I even be in this position if I'm yeah. not qualified? At the, uh, 
at the Tony Robbins event, that was a big piece of what we were doing, right? Like those limiting beliefs, right? I'm not good enough. And then we tie an affirmative statement to that. And in, in the, the, it was opposite of that limiting belief. And we literally had to yell those like all together. I don't know if you listened to Tyler's last podcast, but he kind of went into, you know, what it was like. Um, and I thought that was really powerful. I, I need to go back and go through my workbook so that I can pull all that out. Um, I won't lie, since I got home from that event, it's been really hard pulling in 50 plus hours of, of conference uh, and back into my life. So it was so much. It was so much. So that's definitely on my list of things to do. But yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Um, you got to say it out loud, though. You got to say it out loud. I'll do that. I'll start to implement that. Um, I did. I did a Tony Robbins virtually before. So, did you? Did you? Were you fully immersed, like jumping around and everything? Yeah. Um, actually, it was the time I I tore my my calf, and so I was like in bed. But I remember like. Oh, I thought you <laughs> tore your calf because you were jumping around. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been like that's a story to tell for sure. No, I I tore a ton of ton of basketball. But, um, no way. I did that too. I thought somebody kicked me in the back of the leg when I pulled my calf, but I was all by myself. Oh my. <laughs> I know. Nobody was around me when it happened either. I hope none of my coworkers listen to this because they are <laughs> they're going to remember it. They'll be like, oh my God, Kim. Um, yeah, it was hilarious. Like, what? Nobody's even <laughs> That was the same thing. I like looked around. I'm like, who the heck just kicked me? And then it just swole up, man. It's because you can't walk to the car. Yeah, and then I when I did get to the car, I dropped my phone face first and shattered my screen. So that was a really great day. Um, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, back to it. Um, all right, so limiting beliefs, right? So you are a coach with the multifamily mindset, which means you speak with a lot of new uh, investors, right? What are some of the most common limiting beliefs that new people coming into the multifamily space have? Oh, number one is I've never done real estate before, you know, and that, yeah, that makes like, sense. I, I don't know. I, I've never even flipped. I didn't even do single family. So we get a lot of, yeah, I've never done real estate before. So I've even incorporated that question into um, I host these calls with the sponsors, like I mentioned earlier. So I have a panel of sponsors come on and they answer questions that students have asked. And I, I put that in there. And time after time, like I, I do them quarterly and I have about four speakers, sometimes five um, on per panel. And all of them said, it's okay. Like, it's totally okay. You don't have to have experience just have to have the knowledge, right? Like, and that's what we are here to do. Like equip, equip our students with knowledge, um, teaching them these fundamentals, right? Laying that foundation of, of market research and underwriting those kinds of things. So it doesn't mean just because you haven't done it before, doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah. So you're, so a student comes in, they buy into the mentorship program they say, I'm worried because I don't have any real estate experience and you're coaching them past that by saying, you know, go through the educational courses, speak with your coach to get that knowledge that is then usually enough for the sponsors that you are working with uh, to, to bring them into a deal, right? Absolutely. 
Yes. What is there? Is there anything else that you know you've seen a lot? Um, sometimes it's funny. We get a lot of. I've been in real estate for umpteen years, and it's like mm. they're, they're like, "Oh goodness, okay, I'm I'm proud of you. Like I'm excited. Like good job. Like, but now this is a different ball game. So let's slow yeah. it down. So um, I get a lot of people that say, "I know people with money. I know people. I know all the people with money." And it's like, okay, um, but do you know what their goals are? And, and maybe that might be later. That might be later in this in this episode. I'll touch on that for sure. But as far as um, the limiting beliefs, it's that they haven't done it, um, that they, I've done it so much that, you know, I might not need the education that you're giving me. But mm-hmm. I promise it's a, it's a different, like, it's the same world, but different country no that makes slightly sense right like you it's it's apples to oranges right you have they're both fruit right they're both real estate but yeah. one is probably is residential and the other is is commercial and even in the commercial space right like you have you have tangerines you have yeah. well, other types of oranges right so it's mm-hmm. and it's again similar but definitely lemons and limes like there's so much it, yeah, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Even in the commercial, there's differences. So. so have you noticed any similarities or differences between the students who are finding success versus the ones that are not? Um, okay. Yes. Yes, I think so. Um, but That's I don't fair. want this to come out wrong. I don't want it to come out wrong. Um, I think that thing that holds people back the most is they're overthinkers. Like they, mm. you know, they, they are waiting for it to be perfect. Um, they're waiting, you know, I don't, I don't know. They, they want, they want it perfect. And, and sometimes it's not going to be, um, they want to see. I, the I would argue that 100% of the times, it's not going to be perfect, right? <laughs> like there yeah. is, a, in, in this game, like perfection is is a myth. Yeah, there's always going to be something, and we don't know, and we don't know. So we talk about like, oh, how do we eat the elephant? Well, one bite at a time. Or we're going to climb the staircase. Okay, we'll just know that there's going to be another stair, another step. Just keep going. So mm. yes, one hundred percent. I think it's it's um people that won't let themselves. Yeah. So those are the ones who aren't finding success. What about the people who have found some success in this space? What are some common characteristics amongst that bunch? I think it's just the opposite, right? They're like, okay, I'm just doing it. I'm not, I'm not waiting. I'm not um, gonna, yeah, just to like, I'm gonna take action. And not just any action, like true, deliberate, like I'm doing this action. Like there's right. um, like even right now, what you're doing, this podcast, that's action, right? And so we have all these thoughts and we have all these, like, we know what we should be doing, but do we do them? That's the difference. Well, Kim, I'll be real with you. I have no idea what I'm doing. I know <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm just like I'm figuring it out as I go. Like Absolutely. that's the key. <laughs> yeah. Like I 
I have an idea of where I want to be. And it's like right now I'm, I'm on the ground floor basically. And I just got into this elevator and hopefully we can make it to a penthouse. What's in the penthouse? Who knows? But you know, who knows? Um, yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I have students that have, you know, and it's just, and later, I know we'll get into expectations, but there's different routes, right? There's going to be different routes. There's, there's many ways to skin the cat. And if you want to, there's, you choose this role that might be a little bit slower than say this role that might be a little quicker, right? And I'm talking about right. Let's just be like, like deal sourcing can be slower than say raising money, especially when people right. do know people with money. So uh, there's just different routes. And if you have your mindset on this one and that's perfectly okay, uh, we just have to wrap our mind around, well, we're just gonna, we're, we're just gonna um, have to be ready to ride this storm out. Like not just a storm, but like just, it could be completely calm waters, but it's just gonna be slower. Yeah, no wind in the sails. Yes, yes, that's, that's um Yeah, no, as somebody who started out as primarily an underwriter, you know, I've underwritten probably 200 deals and only a handful of those penciled. And I just, you know, I don't want to leave the space, but I want to switch gears, you know, which is why I'm doing this podcast so that we can eventually get to the point, you know, where we're attracting investors or educating investors and then attracting them. Uh, to help them, you know, get into an investment that makes sense to them, right? That aligns to their goals. Um, oh, you know what? That reminds me, you you gave me this quote, right? That was crazy. Um, it was the three questions that you need to understand about an investor and their goals. What were those three? So I was taught that, um, this is funny, this is a conversation I've had with some of my students too. Like, I know all these people with money. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, if you don't know these three things, then they are not your investor. So you have to know um, what they currently invest in, what they, um, what their risk tolerance is, and what are their financial goals. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. If, and when they couldn't answer that, some of my students couldn't answer those questions. I'm like, yeah, don't talk to me about you have plenty of people with money until you can answer those three questions for your, for all these people that you're that you're talking about. So let me let me put you on the spot here, right? So the first question, what do they currently invest in? Let's say that they have a 401k. Um, mm -hmm. The second question, um, the risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. They're mid-30s, so they're not risk averse, but they are still safe investments, right? Yep. And number three, what was the third one? Their goals. Their goals. Um, their goals to retire by 55. How do you how do you have a conversation with that person? What does that look like? Well, it would one make sure you're educated on four hundred ones, and we have definitely good resources to to do that. Right? There's different um, there's people that can take your fire four hundred one and roll it into a self directed IRA, and the self directed can invest in real estate. And knowing all that, I still do need to know like you know those other two questions. So I know, so, so you say, Hey, I have this 401. Okay. So in my, my mind's already working. As soon as you said that, like my mind's already working. Like, okay, here we go. So I want to know like, you know, what, Oh, I'm 401 because it's safe. My employer, you know, paid into it for a long time and say, it would have to be that they switched jobs, right? Like now they just have a 401 that sits there. 
if they're still working for that current employer, they couldn't invest. In. Um, but so they're like, it's fine. It'll be there when I get there, when I'm ready to retire, I'll have, I'll have some money. It's not, probably won't be enough for what my goals are. My goals are, I would like to live this kind of way, right? Like, um, and you know, figuring out a dollar amount or figuring out, um, or we're going to have to do some brain work or, or map it out about what that looks like. So if they say, well, I want to live in, you know, wherever, like, I don't know if it's a very expensive place to retire or cheap place to retire. Do we know that? Like, Oh, you know, if you're talking to somebody, you ask, what is your perfect, like, what, what do you see? What does your future look like? What does retirement look like to you? Oh, I like to live in, you know, Fifth Avenue, New York. Like, okay, but like, we're, we're going to have to do some work. Um, right. Just knowing exactly like, and maybe not exactly, but enough, enough to connect some dots to present to them. And like you said, like, this is education. This will get to, that's how we touch up all investor relationship our investor relations is education. So if we mm -hmm. just have to educate them on how this works for them. So if you tell me I have a, a 401 that's sitting over there and I do want to retire by 50, um, I'm currently working and I, and I love it. So, you know, at a different job. So I would say, all right, well, how about we talk about these investments? Like, you know, that tell them the process, you can roll it over, you can invest in a deal and, you know, Holds are typically three to five years um, with a two times multiplier, you know, and stacking that up for the next, you know, let's just go worst case scenario. If it's five years and they're 35, go into 50, right? So five years would be 40, 15 year, or, you know, and then 10, 10 like, I, I don't want to do on the map right now, but you know what I mean? Like, so how <laughs> yeah. much can I get that up to? Like their $100,000 can eventually be $500,000 or whatever the case right. is. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's real. I mean, I, I mean, so as somebody who is primarily underwriting, these are the conversations that I'm not so good at having yet. I will get good at it. Um, I think I also am the type of person who may overanalyze or overthink some of these things, right? Um, like the first question, right? What are you invested in currently? I threw out a 401k because that's what I know, but there's also the stock market, um, you know, all these other types of investment vehicles out there that I don't know a lot about, right? So I need to like kind of figure out all of those, get a high level understanding of those and then know how they compare to a commercial real estate. Um, and then, you know, know like, hey, you know what? Your goal is X. Maybe this does align to that more than this investment over here, right? Yes. So with yeah. that, what are the other types of um, investment types that you've come across when, when speaking with investors? Well, I do want to touch real quick on, on the fact like it doesn't have to be all one conversation, right? Just mm -hmm. because you're finding those three things out, you know, and I say, say it is about stocks and I don't know anything about stocks. That's okay. Because I'm just going to put all this stuff in my memory bank and I'm going to store it up here. And then when the, I will leave and then I'll go educate myself on the different things that I don't know. And then when we have a right. follow-up conversation, then, you know, we could talk about it some more. So it's not always, I think what happens is people get wrapped up and like, I want to be on the deal right now and I need to invest right now. So I'm going to have this one conversation right now to get them this deal. And then we're done. Like, no, it's, it's um, it really truly is like we talk about, it's a relationship-based business. 
it's a relationship. You will be friends with them. Like, you know, like they will be your investors, but you want to take care of them. Again, like back to that love, right? Like if you are pouring it. So I've had an investor. So different kinds of, um, like this will be able to touch on that too. So different kinds of investments, right? We teach, you know, simple, like traditional multi, um, value add multifamily, right? We've come across you and I both partnered on a hotel conversion. So on that one, um, there wasn't going to be inner distributions for the first year because we have to, you know, get in there and have so much work to be done where other ones could be cash flowing after the first quarter. So you have to know these different things. Um, one is a 506B, one is a 506C, and then you, you know, again, so somebody with a 401 is perfect for for a deal that you're not going to get distributions because they, they don't worry about it. It's going to go back into their 401 anyways. Like it, they can't get that cash distribution. Where if you know that it's somebody's goal, like I need, for me, we got into multifamily because we wanted extra income. So if you know somebody's like really wanting some cash flow, you wouldn't put them into a deal that doesn't cash flow for over a year where, okay, well, this other, this, you know, the traditional value add multifamily is cash flowing Q2. So let's, let's put you in there. So that's a Like you just have to, it'll, it'll come too. like people yeah. you're listening. It'll come. Um, just keep talking, keep learning, keep absorbing. Um, I like to read people's pitch decks. Like they're, you know, like what? So, um, I can't wait for the, um, deal makers to come back. I learned so much attending um, what used to be the shark pool. Just listening to oh, people. I think, I think he's calling it crowdfund. My no, is it crowdfund my deal? He was number two, Cornelius Cannon. And yeah, I know. Right. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it's super educational. Like it's just, yeah. I yeah. learned from listening to the people speak and learn from people like pulling out questions. Like when they were like, hey, what about this? What about this? And they're getting all this extra inf- information. Um, yeah, I miss, I miss it. I miss yeah, it. I think it, Fridays, I, I couldn't tell you which Fridays, but now he's moved it till around lunchtime. So yeah, he just relaunched it. Um, so let's, uh, so let's kind of switch gears here real quick. I guess not really switch gears, but We've chatted a lot, me and you, uh, offline about expectations versus realities, right? Uh, and I'm curious, right? Like with, when it comes to students in, in your coaching pro- program or investors, right? Uh, what, are, what are things anyone should know when stepping into the multifamily space? Like what should they be aware of? Um, I'll start with investors because that one seems, it's a little bit easier. Um, investors, what they should, they should know that they have the freedom to ask for references. They have the freedom to ask for, um, partner, like, so references as in you can ask to say, I would like to speak with somebody that's invested money with you. You can ask them, I would like to see, speak with somebody that's partnered with you. Um, even if you talk, investors are talking to other investors, you can say, I would like to speak to a repeat investor. I'd like to speak to a one-time investor or, you know, being able to pull from different polls, right? Like um, not somebody that's just going to sing their praises all the time, but someone that might have had, you know, Hey, what's the worst deal you've had? I'd like to speak with somebody on that deal. Um, so just being able to 
like references I think is huge asking about their team like it's okay to ask and they will answer these sponsors will answer those questions um because honestly I think a lot of them do like I think this is where I can't wait to to be sponsored we do care um and we we care about your financial um investments and I've been a part of deals now and it's like um it can get complicated but always always we're like not just concerned, but where we want to protect our investors, take care of them. That's all that was drilled into me from day one. Take care of your investors. So, um, that's that's gold. I honestly did not even think about having an investor ask for, you know, references and you went super granular, right? Like that's, we have to cut that up and put it in the shore. Cause that's, those are bars right there. It's true. It's good. And you can, and they will. And I've been on calls where people have, you know, they're like, Hey, talking to the head sponsor. And they're like, I want to, I want to hear, I want to talk to other people. And so mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. sending them. Okay. Yeah. So expectations versus realities with investors, we're going to reach out to um, a sponsor's previous investors to get an idea um, and get a better alignment there, right? Uh, so now with students, right, with you, within the coaching program, now the a lot of times I see expectations up here and the reality is kind of down here, right? There's just a huge misalignment. Um, wh- where, is that, where is that coming from? Okay, so this is hard. And I want everyone to know that I too was a student. Right. Like I came from, I 100% relate, like a hundred percent relate. I, I don't know if people truly, truly think that. Cause sometimes I've been here and I've been a little, I don't want to say calloused, right. Cause I do want to love on people. And when people feel that love, you know, they do know it's genuine. Um, but sometimes I have to be, I have to be hard. Um, yeah. And so sometimes people just, they got to take their medicine, you know, it's the tough love. I, and, and it's yeah. like, I think like with tough love, we can, we can go further. Like this is what, this is what we need. So expectations. Um, One, we expect when we pay $40,000 for an education that it's going to be, my meal is going to be served on a silver platter. And I think that is, um, expectation number one that should like that's not how it is like this we are establishing a business like we are establishing like this is us like this is a relationship-based business um i need to make those relationships it's not it's not you know trey and you know i hope all of you guys love trey so then therefore you're just gonna automatically love me like no they they still have to love you too Right. Like, so I, I organize these sponsor calls. I bring them in and they're like, oh, well, you know, Kim gave me your name. So you're automatically going to sponsor me. Like, no, like, so there's, there's many different things. Um, one building a relationship with the people that you need to, um, expectations. I think that's, you know, expectation. I'll, I'll go to, I'll just stay, um, top level here. Expectations of, you know, you're going to, build my team for me. I I had mm. the title of team building mm. specialist for a long time. And it's like, you're, you know, 
don't you know? Like, you know everyone. Like, well, I I do know a lot, but even like, you don't ask me to yeah. call somebody's name because I'm like, I know their face and I'm going to remember it eventually. But so it's like, no, at the end of the day, even if I knew everybody by face and name, you have to make that connection. So I do yeah. like, they expect me to, to loop them in emails and do a special introduction. And it's like, no, I'm going to point you in the right direction. I can give you a little shove, but at the end, they have to like you. They're not going to like you because they like me. And what if they don't like me? That's even the worst part. Like maybe you don't want me <laughs> there's, to um, do that there's intro. No, there's no such thing. Kim, let's be real. There's no such thing. Um, okay. So, people are really expecting you to build teams. Like I honestly, when I started out, I didn't, I didn't team up with anybody. I worked alongside other people towards a similar goal. I think, I think there's too much emphasis placed on building like a real team, you know, establishing it under an LLC just for those, that team to fall apart in six months. Right. So, um, you know, your local team definitely built that. I think the network is great for getting those references. There's not a, a market in the u.s that there's not somebody working there from our yeah. our program right so but like when it comes to picking who you're going to work with and i just figure it out as you go right yeah so <laughs> i hated my title in the beginning because i was like i sounded like a team hater and and so now i really just advocate for like accountability partners you know you yeah. know mastermind do do like show this group like come together and see if you have the qualities and and the same values and the same work ethic and and all these things and see if they're consistent that's what it yeah. is because really it is so the company like you mentioned i work for is the multifamily mindset and that mindset piece is huge it's so huge when when somebody writes over 200 deals i mean your mindset can probably get a little low Right. Like, is it yeah. fair to say that I wrote these only a handful pencil out and now I'm like, oh, you know, that happens time and time again. So really, it's like, you know, I'm going to stay the course. And I, I said that on my very, maybe it's my second podcast interview I have ever, ever done is stay the course. And I is still true to this day, like just stay the course. Um, so, yeah, no. So the, the, that lines up perfectly with uh, the Tony Robbins event. Right. Like you, you figure out what your goal is, the actions that you need to take to that goal. And if it doesn't work, change your approach. So I know that if I underwrote another 200 deals, I might find a deal that worked and that we could close on. Right. But I also know if I change my approach to more of an investor relations, putting this, all of this out there on the internet, on the Google, right? Like I might have a, I'm probably going to have a little better chance attracting capital and educating those who um, you know, either looking for their first investment or, you know, their next investment. So yeah, that's where I'm at currently. I love it. That's absolutely it. Like just keep, we're still on this road and okay, I tried this. It didn't work. I'm going to try this and let's see. And if that doesn't work, we're going to keep going, but no matter what, like, so I'll share a story if I can real quick, hopefully I'll do yeah, it. Real quick. Yeah. I've shared it with a couple of people before. So the company owner that, um, that I work for, his name is Tyler Deborah. And one time we had this, this, um, we had a zoom call with some of the youth. Like my heart is always for the youth. And, um, so we had, we asked him to wait, be, wait. Time out. yeah, 
the youth, right? So I'm 35 now. Is is a youth like 20 year olds or is the youth like actual kids? Like teenagers. <laughs> teenagers. Yes. Okay. 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 Um, of the, our church. So we're, it was a church okay. in Japan. Um, so it's the, the youth there. Um, so yes, they're still teenagers, high school, still high school kids. And I asked them like, Hey, Ty, can you come on? Can you just do a call with these, these youth of our church? And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. And to be honest, there was like <laughs> two, two of the preacher's son, the, the pastor, like, and, and maybe one other, like, I'm trying to remember the boxes. <laughs> There's about five boxes plus us two. So um, one, again, being my, my pastor and a couple of them being his sons. And so anyways, he asked that, you know, he asked the group, hey, you know, what's your, tell me some of your guys' goals. What, like, what's a life goal that you have? And so the oldest pastor, like the son, the pastor's son, um, who's the oldest, he's like, I'd really like to retire my parents. And um, he's like, man, that's a awesome goal super super he's like i love that right and then he's like okay so now i'm going to ask you what happens when you don't do that what happens when that goal doesn't you know like you don't complete that goal what happens and then and the kid's like well it's okay like they'll they'll still work i mean i won't they won't be retired they'll still work but they'll be okay and and tyler, tyler was like wrong answer and I was like, oh, like, I'm like, in, even when I tell, like, it, my insides were like, oh, shit. Oh, uh, I hope I can cut on it. So I was like, wow, um, my pastor's still on this call. And he's talking like this to my pastor's son. Like, what are you doing? Um, and I love these, they, they're, they were my, like, that was the first, um, first church I've ever been a part. So they're very near and dear to my heart. Well, he, you know, and the kid's like, huh? He's like, no, that's the wrong answer. Because if you don't like, like that should never be a cop out. There's no plan B. Like if you have this goal and if you set this goal, like get it. Like, and so now, yeah. So it probably is adjust. Like, okay. Like, well that I went this far and it didn't work. So now I'm going to do something else. So, um, but still having that as the goal, like I'm not ever letting go. Um, yeah. So I wish we could get that side of Tyler more often. I've seen it come out once, one time, right. Where he like spoke to the, cause you know, there's 3000 people in this mentorship. Right. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of people could really use a good, yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it gets, it gets a little unbearable sometimes. Right. Uh, the, the Debbie Downers and, and things like that. So I, I wish he would come out more often and be, but shout out to Tyler though. Right. Like I love Tyler. He's, he's the man. He was at, he was at Tony Robbins event too. And yeah, yeah I, I, you know, got a lot of FaceTime with him, which is, which is pretty valuable these days. He's a, he's a hot commodity. Yes. Well, I'll have you know, I have him coming on next week. He's going to do a call. Yeah. For on the 29th so i'm super excited so when you do that call with him i need you to drop this podcast and be like yo tyler you should definitely hop on this podcast because 100 done done <laughs> for, for all me. all four of my uh listeners shout out to you guys you're the real mvps <laughs> we'll be cheering we'll be cheering yeah <laughs> so, okay uh, uh, like, that was all to say really just stay the course right like you know when you have these goals 
When, so when you are, so you're, you have your course, right? Like you have this North star that you're heading to, right? What, what happens when you get off course, right? How do you get yourself back? How do you pull yourself back to the mission? That's a good question. Um, Cause it happens more times than we'd like to admit, right? I'm sure it happens with right. everyone. I can't be, I can't be the only one. At least I'm hoping I'm not. Um, really? tough love with myself. Like I have to get real, but you know, just having friends and family and people that can hold you accountable, you know, like, Hey, let's get back to it. Hey, come on, we can do this. Right. Like I do appreciate you in my life. We, we talk about a lot of stuff and a lot of getting each other back on, on, on track. So I hope, you know, too, it's very, very like I receive from you just as much as I give. And I, I thank you for that too, but just good people in your life. Oh, for sure. 100. So Word um, up, yo. yeah, yeah. And just being <laughs> able to have the ugly truth talk to yourself. Like, Hey, yeah. Kim, like this is enough. You know, I, I do have way more kids than you do, but I do say like, <laughs> Word up. Hey, if I allow this for my children, right. I'm kind of kind mm. and I am not like, so I was raised old school. Like I'm telling everyone, like I'm still scared of my mom to this day. And um, yeah, I don't mess around. So now, even with my children, like, I don't mess around. Like, you want to be whiny, cry, like, mm -mm, we're not doing that. So yeah. I would be like, would I put up with this from them? <sighs> no, I wouldn't. So I better, <laughs> you know, so kick, kick yourself in the butt. If you can't do it for yourself, you know, just make sure you're surrounded by people that, that can help. Yeah. I mean, not to like keep going back to the Tony Robbins event, but it was so powerful in that state, right? Like, he, he, he called it being in a beautiful state, right? So when you are off track, how do you get yourself back? You know, we were like, make your move and just beat your chest or yeah. whatever your move was to help like, you know, get yourself back to where you were so that you can continue on your, on your way to whatever that goal is. So um, it's, it's powerful stuff, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, um, so I, I was completely bought into the multifamily part of multifamily mindset. But when it come when it came to the mindset, I, I you know I love Dallas. I think he's doing great work, but the message was missed coming from him. I don't know why. Right again, Dallas, you're doing great, great work. But when I hear it from Tony Robbins, and they're very, very similar messages, it it just resonated so much more. So as I continue to work through the workbook, I'm going to type it all out and I'll send you mine, and you can see all of the vulnerable stuff that I write into it because. I need that. I, I, you know, I'm not so good at the the self-talk, but maybe I can get there. Yeah. I think, um, that comes with like, not, I don't want to share sometimes like, Oh, if I tell someone, they're going to be like, Kim, what's wrong with you? And I don't want to hear it from anyone else. So like, I better just do it to myself. But for the record, yes, I totally listened to Ty's um, podcast, um, the other day. And I do think it's, it is valuable, like doing that, you know, beating your chest during something good. Like, okay, I'm going to remember, oh, this is exciting. This is great. I'm going to beat my chest. Then when something's bad, then do that again to help bring it back. But what we did, I have, I, as soon as I did his event, um, I bought a trampoline, like just a little, little stand. Oh, along. you got one? Mm -hmm. Yep. And we have nice. one in the office. So we have, um, I don't know if you've ever met, um, Jay or, or Carlos. We have these guys that are working in the MFM office and, big Tony Robbins, like they are part of whatever group. And so they bring it in. So all the time, like, if you ever just need to pick me up, like you just go on there and we're like, peak stay. And we're like jumping on the trampoline. So sometimes oh, if yeah. I do a call, like when I'm hosting some of these calls, I'll go get on there and 
and jump on there. And the kids are like, of course they want to jump when I'm jumping. And they're like, what's going on? So I'm like, peak state. And we'll just yell that every time now. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. I need to get one too. I also need to lose a lot of weight. I did buy a juicer on Black Friday. Oh, it's still did. really expensive, but you know we're going to start doing the celery juice. I'm not really looking forward to it, but <laughs> we'll try it out. <laughs> you know. Watching <laughs> um, and I was looking at one yesterday, so I was like yeah. sneezing really bad, and like my allergies are hitting. And then, um, so we stopped at this at this mall, and they had a juice a juice bar, and I seen immunity. I drank it, and today I felt great. Like not yeah. much. Yeah. Like that is the energy, right? Ever since they, they bring you so high up with, at the event and I just took a dip, right? Like I think I'm finally starting to come out of it, but whew, it was rough. Really? Um, I've heard that. I've heard that. People are like, oh, I'm sick. I left Tony. Yeah, the, the yeah. Tony Robin, the Tony flu. That's what they called it. The Tony flu. I definitely got that. It's like 50 degrees in there. It's so cold. Everybody's in like winter jackets. There's like 13,000 people in winter jackets. But, but honestly, I would take that over the alternative, which is 13,000 people sweating and stinking <laughs> that place up. So, That's true. you know, it makes yeah. sense. Yep, it makes sense. It definitely does. Um, okay. So I got a couple more questions for you. We can wrap this up. Um, but since stepping into the multifamily space, what has been the most impactful or life altering thing to, to happen to you? Oh, that's a good one. So one, when I started in the multifamily space, I was already reading some of these books, right? Like I was already reading a lot of mindset books and, and we was already in real estate by doing some single family flips. So we're in the real estate business. I'm already trying to do this growth thing. I didn't know. I didn't, I really didn't, I didn't call it growth mindset then. Um, I was just reading these books and just being blown away. And then, you know, we're doing real estate. So just always trying to learn, learn. And then um, from when I, you know, we're front and center. Um, the first time we heard Ty talk um, or when he, when he presented our, our three day and, and he was like, just, Oh, who's read this book? Who's read this book? And I'm like me, like, Yes. And I loved it. And I was like, okay, I think I found, I think I found the world I want to be in. I think I found mm -hmm. my people. So, um, you know, we join in and we just keep meeting people that are, are just growing and learning. Um, and so that has been super impactful for me to be surrounded with like-minded individuals, right? People that are constantly learning, people that are constantly growing, people are that, you know, I've never been a part of like I was never even a reader before. Now I, I learned that I like audiobooks better. Um, and yeah, if they're too. really good, I'll do both, um, follow along and listen. Um, so now I've never been a part of a community where we're constantly trading back and forth. What did you like? What did you like? Oh, that's so good. Like just so, so um, the most impactful thing has just been, I don't know if it's like the learning or the growing exactly, um, together, but together. So just um, being surrounded by people that are are always wanting to do more. Yeah, um, it's like a team team environment. Even though we might be on different teams. Yeah, I, it is. It is. It's a, you know a relationship based business. So you know these are all this like it just even strengthens strengthens relationships that I do have. When they they recommend a book that just blew me away, I'm like, man, this person. They we're we're on the same wave 
wavelength or something like yeah. so. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to need you to send me your five, your top five book recommendations. You don't have to tell me, okay. but send them to me and I'm going to put them in the description of this podcast. Okay. Um, so if you're listening, yep. check the description and we'll have Kim's top five books. Okay. Uh, so Kim, what does the next five years, 10 years look like for you and the team? Oh man, I am, I am so excited. I have so many things that I am just want to do um that i have planned to do and mapping out um so i'm super super excited um i want to get back involved or trying to do work in my own community where i came from so working back home on an indian reservation up in washington state we have i have ideas that i want to do there um ideas still in this multifamily space and just trying to add value to the people here um so yeah big things are coming I don't exactly want to put them out there yet, but I am excited. So five yeah. years, 10 years. Um, is it stupid if I like, I'll think about my kids like, okay, in five years, my youngest is going to be 10 or my, you know, he'll be 15 in 10 years. So I'm already imagining like, what does this look like with them? You know, they'll still be right. in my home or my older ones. Like, will they participate or not? Like, um, so yeah. Well, definitely not st stupid, right? Like I do the same thing. Right? Now, since, since we have the two kids, I got the two kids, right? All right. So in five years, Everett's going to be five. <laughs> so, you know, 10 years, Everett's going to be 10 and Bryce is going to be 18. So Bryce can drive Everett around and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't know with my son, I was always like, sweet. So right now I have him in Excel. Like before he'd help with underwriting on paper and stuff. So I'm like, no, not so in high school, they're offering it in high school, so I signed him up. So nice. like, okay, you're gonna learn this. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so, what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't so, skip. Since you want to be tight lipped about what you have going on, how can the people follow along with the Kim and team journey? Well, social media, um, I'm very active on Facebook more than any other platform. Okay. But yeah, that would probably be the way. I do have a Facebook. LinkedIn, I do have an IG, yeah, but Facebook is where I'm more active. Um, okay. Yeah, studies show people on Facebook have higher net worths anyway, so. <laughs> is that a real study? It is. <laughs> wow. Maybe because the age, the demographics are a little bit. Older over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. Okay. No, Kim, you're at what are you, 27? Yes. You're like my that. best friend. My new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> my mom has been 27 since I was like seven. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, the floor is yours. Do you have any other anything else that you'd like to um oh touch man? On? No, just no matter what, like just surround yourself with people um, that will bring you up, right? Like I, I see memes about it all the time, right? Just remember iron sharpens iron and stay the course. Yeah. All right. Now, Kim, I need you to end this podcast okay. like I end our phone calls, okay? <laughs> Okay, right. So I'll go first and then you finish it and then I'll and then we'll end it. Okay. So thank you all for joining us today. 
I'm Trey Jacobs. This is Kim McCall. We out. We out. We out, dog. What? One, two, one, two. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good.